what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Presented by the City Rocks. Rock and Roll Thrive. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are officially in the summer. It is June 22nd. Even though yesterday was the official first day of summer, June 21st of 2021. But it's June 22nd. And guys... This one is quite the interesting episode that I absolutely enjoyed, so I hope you will as well. This man in the podcast name is Chris from the band Ronin out of New York. So what is Ronin about? Well, it's about hard rock, but they don't pull any punches. If this episode is a testament to anything, you will get in the know with Ronin. You'll get in the know with their sound, with their style. You'll get in the know with their, uh, probably their top song right now on Spotify called Temptress. And one of the best things you get to learn about is just the positivity that rock and metal have even though at live shows we may seem like we're total chaos you know it may seem like we're trying to kill ourselves but it's all for good fun because we all know what's going on it's controlled baby but the other thing we also talk about is just when it comes to discussing music when it comes to discussing anything outside of that as well whether it might be different opinions on religion politics whatever it might be to speak about them with honesty but speak about them with a lot of knowledge behind why you think the way you do, but also present it in a way that's not bad or that's not, you know, hateful. Present it in a way that is understanding so that when you're listening to that person, give it, you know, the same opinion back to you, you understand them and that you're trying to build a thing of understanding instead of just listening to respond. Listen to understand because You'll see how that positivity worked on this episode with Chris from Ronan. Are you guys ready for the most positive episode we have ever done? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, you know my three favorite kinds of music when it comes to rock metal and subgenres are hard rock, punk rock, and metalcore. Where am I going to go with this one? We're going to go into hard rock, unapologetic, just straightforward hard rock that you're going to absolutely love. Found out about this band when I believe it was their PR firm reached out to me and said, hey, check it out, see if you like it. And I'm like, damn, let's go and do this. So coming all the way from New York, please welcome Chris from the band Ronin. So Chris, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. How's it going, Kevin? Really appreciate you having me on. I'm happy to be here. Love talking about music, especially our music. <laughs> trying to spread the word, get the good word out about rock music coming back. Well, we're definitely going to spread the word and seeing the amount of quality that is in the rock and metal genres today. Because, again, that's where I basically kind of hover around. But not only quality at the top, but also with what people aren't noticing right now that is coming to the top. The quality behind it is absolutely amazing. So this is just another way to get another quality band out there into the world and help, you know, get some more press behind them, get some more fans behind them, get some more listeners behind them and just keep this thing rolling. Hell yeah, man. There's plenty of room. <laughs> there, there's plenty of room for all these different rock bands as well i mean take a look at all these different festival lamps that you're seeing i'll throw blue ridge out as an example they have got like 180 bands that are on there sure for people like myself who are going there we're not gonna be able to see every single band but we're gonna have a chance to run into some of these bands and see some of these bands that we don't necessarily know about and all of a sudden be like oh i want to go check them out because i've got no nothing else to do right now waiting for this other band so let's go check out this smaller band all of a sudden you find out about them and you're thinking, holy shit, I want to know more about this band. I want to see them as many times as possible. I want to get to know them. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, five years down the road, you're going to see them at a festival and they're going to be playing that slot that might be just before the headliner. Oh, yeah, 100%. And even if you don't catch a band, maybe you run into someone who's like, oh, did you happen to see so-and-so? And you say no. And they just tell you it was one of the greatest things we've ever seen. So then you go, you know, you check them out on Spotify or whatever. And then you can become a lifelong fan. Just how it happens. 
Exactly. Or even you just, if you're at a festival, say you just run into the band and all of a sudden you kind of just remember, hey, I remember this name. I want to go check them out. So when you get back to your tent, when you get back to your hotel, or when you get back home after the festival and you remember that name, you check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, you check it out on YouTube. And next thing you know, you could go from someone who had no idea what this band was about to all of a sudden, it's kind of like an early investment. You're getting on the ground floor with them and all of a sudden, it kind of, it's weird a way where you can get bragging rights with it where all of a sudden this band just keeps growing and growing. You can say, I was there from the start. Woo! Right. It's like this, the thing that the hipsters kind of took over. It's like, oh, I, I liked them before before it was cool to like them. Yeah, but when it comes to rock and metal, it's like, hey, I like them before everyone else liked them. Okay, cool. Do you still want to rock to them? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like a little bit of a talking point, but it doesn't necessarily impact status in any way. No, it's just it's you feel a more special bond with the band that if you start with them from the beginning type thing. Oh, absolutely. Because it's kind of you see that growth happen and there's times where you're connecting with them. And even somewhat of that support, especially in some of those maybe lower times, if you're consistently supporting them, it drives the band forward. It keeps that motivation high. So all of a sudden, maybe they're really close on on the cusp of something, but they're going through a little bit of a rough patch. And they're kind of having a couple of thoughts like, okay, maybe we should we do this? Maybe we shouldn't do this. And the fans are really behind them. They say, screw it. We're going to do this. We're going to go for it. And that might be the thing that breaks them out. You never know. But that support could mean the world to them giving something a shot that they might not be necessarily totally comfortable with. But that might be the big thing that makes them, you know, just absolutely pop in the minds of pop culture. 100%. It's all about fan support. Can't do anything without them. Nope, and that's why we can't wait for live shows to come back. Looks like everything's starting to open back up here. I mean, we're seeing so many different shows announced, so it's just like, this is the time! We got this! Let's go! <laughs> it's time to march back. Let's let's get this revolution going, you know? Let's make it happen. And as we really open this podcast, Chris, I always start out by asking my guests three separate questions. The first two are very simple, very easy. If you are not able to answer these questions, I will probably scratch my head because it is rather wacky. The third one, though, is the wacky question that kind of might put you on the spot a little bit, but it's all in good fun. Trust me on that. So the first one is, what is your name? The second one is, when it comes to Ronan, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, wacky story about yourself, maybe with the band, maybe without that, whatever it might be that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair laughing hysterically. It has happened before where I've heard different stories about band members chloroforming their other band members, taking them to a beach in Florida, burying them halfway in the sand, making it look like their legs got eaten by sharks. I've heard uh, stories about bassists laying their balls on fire because it's funny. Uh, guys throwing their pee cup out the window on tour only for it to enter the van further back and completely drench their drummers. I've heard a bunch of wacky ones. I'm just thinking about the ones that stick out in my head. So... Chris, whenever you want to go, take it away. Uh, well, my name is Chris Feldman. Uh, I do vocals and rhythm guitar for the band Ronan. And uh, I guess a funny story about me with the band, uh, something that the other guys find very funny is we played a gig at a place called the Revolution Music Hall in Amityville on Long Island. And we were playing with about four or five other bands. And the guys know that after our set, I like to kind of let loose a little bit. I like to get a few drinks in the system. And something they always rip me on is when I drink, I tend to corner people and just talk to them incessantly. And the band that went on before, right after us, I let them borrow my guitar. And then in recompense for that, I pretty much cornered their lead singer 
for 45 minutes. And the guys said they just watched the whole time. And I just kept getting closer and closer to the guy. He just kept looking more and more nervous, thinking I was going to like assault him. So like anytime I ever start talking to somebody, you know, my buddy Vitaly, the bassist will go over and be like, you know, be careful with this guy. He's like, he's not going to let you go for like the next hour. So hope you got plenty of time on your hands. I hope your set's already over. So that's pretty much standard procedure for our band when we go out. Cause we like to mix it up with the other bands, but I like, like I said, I like to shoot the shit. I like to talk and it's, you know, my my second favorite thing to do as a, as a band member. Interesting. Well, Chris, when we get to the end of this podcast, there's typically something that I do at the end of these podcasts that will perfectly relate right into that. So we'll definitely be talking about that at some point later on in the episode because, well, we'll just keep that in the minds because people yeah. are listening to this episode, podcast that have listened to this podcast before. You know exactly where I'm going with this, but I'm going to hold Chris off on this one because <laughs> it's funny. But then again, when it comes to just kind of like drinking, shooting the shit, I, the, where I was born, I mean, it, the, it's called the Brew City for a reason. It, I mean, there's there's breweries all over the place. And when I was in college, my job for um like over the summers was stocking beer at grocery stores until I got an internship with Miller Coors. So as you can tell, right. I'm not working in that industry anymore, but <laughs> eh, I'll still drink the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more recreational now. It's yeah, it's, it's it's not business. It's recreation now. But I've yeah. kind of I've cut down like a lot basically during the pandemic because I was sitting at home. I like, what was I going to do instead of sitting around drinking, watching Netflix and like messing around on TV or Xbox? Like, OK, what the hell am I going to do? This is pretty much what I've been doing the whole entire time is just building this up. So I'm like, you know what? Let's roll with this and let's see what happens. And I still like to drink recreationally, but it's not necessarily as heavy anymore. Yeah, I think starting a podcast during that time was a great move, and uh, now we're here. So, and it, like I guess I started back in 2019, but when it came to interviewing bands, I really didn't get my foothold until right before the pandemic hit. So right as it hit, I just thought, "Oh shit!" Now all these bands are on the shelf. Perfect. They're gonna have to talk. <laughs> yeah, that that was my thought process, and of course, it was start out like I start out super duper small as possible, and then all of a sudden, my thought process was already started as small as possible just to get bands on the podcast that want to be on. Then start building up on that, hopefully making the best podcast possible, really building up on that to the point where all of a sudden other bands are going to get to know about it. And then the pool is just going to get bigger from that I get to pick from, develop relationships with different labels, different PR agencies. And then all of a sudden just keep getting bigger and bigger to the point where getting bigger artists and then the fans will follow suit. And it's kind of happening. So I'm kind of just following the plan. That's awesome. I'm glad to be a part of it. Happy that you're a part of it as well, along with the band Ronan, the rest of the guys that are in the band, even though they're not here, still going to mention them anyway. And with you guys, I mean, you released a self-titled album in 2021. So again, this is, again, releasing it, working on it during the pandemic as well, but putting it out this year, it could, with with touring, with, uh, with touring returning, I mean, it's kind of a good time to put it out as well, because now going out on the road, especially towards, you know, the second half of 2021, you're going to have brand new material that people are going to be dying to see live. A hundred percent. That was kind of our thought process because, you know, last year just sucked because we had about a dozen or so gigs lined up from last March through May and we had to cancel them. And we had just started recording the album in February of 2020. So I guess the silver lining of the whole thing is it gave us more time to focus on recording the album. So we were able to sneak into the studio like one at a time, keep layering things, keep adding our parts. 
And then we finished, we wrapped it up in August. Because uh, luckily over the summer, we were able to get more bodies in there because uh, things eased up. So we finished in August and we weren't sure whether or not we wanted to sit on it. You know, wait. Oh, should we wait a little deeper into 2021 or should we just release it? And since this is our first album, we're like, you know what? Let's just release the whole thing. If somebody hears a song, I want to like we want to have other material for them to sort of digest. We don't just be like one song and then, you know, they listen to it for a week and they're like, oh, there's nothing else out. And then just sort of forget about us. We wanted to give them, you know, there's eight songs on the album, give them a little bit of different flavor for each song and hopefully something sticks. And uh, that was really the thought process we had. And hopefully now with stuff, like you said, opening up, hopefully we get to get on a tour and, you know, showcase our uh, our music to the world. It does make a lot of sense. There have been multiple other bands that I've talked to on the podcast where they have released their debut albums in 2021, even though they've had them ready since sometimes even right before the pandemic hit as well. And it was the process of, okay, if we release this during the pandemic, one of two things happen. On the positive side, people are constantly looking for new things. So why not put out our debut then? But then on the flip side, it's people are constantly looking for new things. But if you put out your debut, not many people know about it. And your marketing team or your marketing savviness, especially on social media, isn't like top notch. Then it could easily get lost in the shuffle. And then in order for you to kind of build up momentum off of it, you might have to come up with something new later on. What, but what I've seen a lot of bands do, including yourself, is, okay, you had it ready to go. But you waited on it a little bit so that when 2021 hit and you started seeing more optimism for shows coming back, more optimism for being able to go out on the road and play these songs for people that you would have them ready. And these songs would be a little bit more fresh than they would have been. So in the end, from what I've seen from other bands that have done it and are still like have announced albums, like their debut albums that come out in 2021, it seems like if you didn't release it, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, it was a good move to wait until we had some sort of semblance of live shows returning and dates to be had. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, I think, you know, the whole vaccination thing sort of played a, a role in that. Like when that started getting rolled out, we're like, all right, maybe we're going to turn a corner on this thing. And, you know, we gambled a little bit because it was in January, but uh, that gamble seems to be paying off a little bit, at least right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I was taking a look at the Spotify earlier, and I know the song Tempter is probably the biggest thing that you have off the song. Right now on Spotify, as we recorded, this had about 64,000 streams off of it. And you had a bunch of other ones that had, uh, it was five digits, so you had over 10,000 on most of those songs as well. So getting the song out to people, getting the album out to people so they could listen to it, it seems like waiting until 2021 when hope was beginning to arise following the pandemic so that we could get back to normal, get back to live shows, and people like myself get back to a mosh but potentially split our head open and love every second of it. It seems like it was a good time to release it. And a lot of the other bands that I've talked to as well, they followed suit as well, where they were waiting for that optimism point, that hopefulness to come back. And a lot of it was based off of the beginning of the vaccine rollout. And when, especially in the U.S., when citizens 65 and older were able to start getting it, because now it's like, okay, they're going to start getting it after the essential workers, the healthcare workers, any essential personnel. But after they're done, then all of a sudden it's going to be everyone that has different conditions that uh, affect the immune system. Once that's, once that's set, all of a sudden, now it's basically a free-for-all. So the optimism yeah, was just rolling. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've been pretty fortunate so far with uh, you know, streams on Spotify. We did, like, a lot of stuff with Facebook ads and, you know, trying out, you know, submitting to random playlists just to see if anything stuck. And, and luckily, we got on a couple of bigger ones, and they really generated a lot of, uh, 
the streams for us in the past whatever four plus months since it's been released and uh you know temptress more recently about like i think three four weeks ago we started really pushing that one at first we were pushing spider and you know luckily that sort of bled into the other ones and helped build them up a little bit and other ones got added here and there it's a weird game the spotify game it, it really is and it's you know part of me enjoys checking out the stats and stuff and then the other part of me is like man this is like this is kind of lame <laughs> this is you know this isn't what i thought of like you know being a rock star would be like it's, you know checking my spotify stats and you know seeing what they are but the coolest part about the spotify thing is seeing like where in the world that yeah. people are listening it's like did i think someone in like lithuania would ever hear anything i ever created no but according to spotify there's like three people over there you know or whatever the numbers are and uh but it's just it's a weird crapshoot it's, it's it feels like gambling a lot you know you put you put your stuff out there and just hopefully something clicks and you know we we're pretty confident that we have a good product that people will connect with and you know we like listening to it so you know we feel like there's a lot of like-minded people out there and like we said at the top of the podcast there's plenty of room i think you know there's a lot of noise out there but i feel like there's an audience for anybody pretty much is you know the quality has to be there but i think if you if you do everything right and you really believe in what you're doing I, your audience will be there and you just got to find them Oh, absolutely. You're 100% correct on that. Even when it comes to Spotify, I totally understand what you're talking about, where with the stats, it doesn't seem like, you know, that total rock star kind of thing. But that's the name of the game right now. It's in 20 in the, in the 2020s and even the later 2010s as well. It, when it came to the prominent way when people are going to consume music, it wasn't over the radio. It wasn't by downloading. It wasn't by buying CDs or vinyl. It was by streaming because of the convenience that's behind it. Now, we get a whole other topic on that, which I do want to get into at some point with a lot of their bands when it comes to the pain method in terms of paying royalties to artists from streaming services. That's a whole other crapshoot, but I don't want to dive too deep into that because that could get us on here for another two, three hours. For but, sure. <laughs> but it is kind of cool to see, again, because even with the podcast as well, I've seen like, who the hell is listening to my podcast out in Madagascar? I, I don't know who this person is, but if you're listening, thank you. It's fucking awesome to see that. <laughs> yeah, very much appreciate anyone who's listening. You know, it's like, but it's just, that's the coolest part, I think, is seeing how widespread something can be. And that's just a product of technology, man. Just makes it so much more convenient, easier to kind of get your stuff out there to a wider audience. Oh, absolutely. And it's 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 weird of a kind of game to play as well because it's much more of an online, much more of a social media-based game in terms of growing your overall families, especially during the pandemic as well because how else are you going to reach people? So it does make sense, but it also does feel weird as well because you are you put out an album, it's you have to play it more as, okay, we put out an album, but we have to play it more as a singles game when it comes to promoting the album because that's when it, when it comes to playlists, they're not going to put a whole album on there. They're going to put one song on there. When people are looking, especially when it comes to streaming, they always look at like one song. And I hate it because there's a lot of times when people look, okay, look at your top on the Spotify. They're going to listen to the first song, first 10 seconds. And if for some reason they don't like that first 10 seconds, they completely disregard anything else that's there. And I've talked to their bands about this as well. When it comes to an album, when bands put together albums, they put them together in a very specific way. It's kind of like reading a book. Each so think of each song as a chapter. It's gonna tell a different story. It's gonna go through an emotion, but it's gonna be all connected on the album in some way. When you're reading a book, would you read when you start reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and you get to the part where they where they where Hagrid and Dumbledore and whoever else was there leave Harry Potter on the doorstep and then just end it there and be like, nope, this is great. 
No, you wouldn't do yeah. that. You keep you reading the whole thing. You want to know what the hell happens? Why would you do that with an album? Yeah, and uh, and you know, just like you said, that that's just the kind of the way it is right now in the times. Like so many people consume music that way. You know, I think about like TikTok, where they use the same fifteen seconds of a song and millions of videos, millions of hits, just for like one clip of one song. And and like you said about albums, albums like you know, there, there's a thought process, and like that's we're very much students of like the '90s. We like we love the album, we love the idea of doing an album. Singles are great, and that's really the the method that a lot of people are using today, but. Something about just having a full album, just listening to it front to back and kind of going on that ride. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't put the effort in to like go beyond those first 15 seconds to go beyond Harry Potter being left on the doorstep. You got to get past that. And, you know, you might be surprised with what you connect with. And, you know, you're asking a lot of the listener. But, you know, if if you really want to discover new music, you got to put a little bit of effort in. Oh, absolutely. You can't just let someone else do all the work. I mean, as much as I would like to do all the work for everyone that follows MSN Rocks and listens to the Core Progression podcast to tell you, you know, this is what you should check out if you like this, 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 this. As much as I'd love to do that, it's kind of as a listener, you know what you like and you know what resonates well with you. But one thing I always say is, well, even when it comes to Spotify as well, if it comes to finding a new band, what you should always do is, is if you listen to that first song on Spotify, listen to the whole entire thing through whatever song is on like the top of their like, this is the number one song right now, most popular or pick, pick a song, whatever it might be, listen to it, but then listen to like three or four more because you never know what you might find. You might find something where all of a sudden I'll use even me as an example. When I first started listening to metalcore and getting into that, all of a sudden someone told me to listen to motionless and white and I listened to voices and I'm like, okay, this is not what I was expecting, but it's like, I'm liking, I'm, I'm digging it all right, I should go to the next one because this could be something that's even bigger. Hey, this could be like the song I like the most from them. And it's okay, we'll see what happens. The next song was Eternally Yours. And that had me hooked from the get go. So I'm like, yep, I'm doing this from now. Whenever it comes to like finding new bands on Spotify, it's listen to at least three or four songs because you'll get a more, you get more of a, um, more of a well-known like feeling on the band when it comes to their sound, when it comes to how it hits you. And you might find a song that you absolutely love, even when it comes to an album as well. If you want it, listen to them. Don't just listen to singles. Listen to it the whole way through because you might find a song in there that will just hit you in some sort of way that wasn't a single, but you never would have known about it had you not done that. And I think my two of my, like, I think the top two songs I had from 2020 were both songs that were like that. So yeah, definitely check out the whole entire album when you, if you get a chance for whatever artist it is, but especially Ronan. Yes. Well, I mean, us even specifically, uh, just speaking objectively, the eight songs we have really, there's a lot of different flavors in there, a lot of different sort of sides of the rock coin, uh, so to speak. Like a song like Temptress is more like pop punk. Uh, it's got like some Volbeat influence in there versus a song like One and the Same, which is more like classic sort of metal sound, starts with more of like an orchestral thing and then it goes into a little bit of a thrash banger and say you would just listen to temptress and you're looking for more of like a hard rock thing it's like oh this isn't exactly what i was expecting so if you give up there you kind of miss out on going through the rest of the album and maybe connecting with a song like coming through which is a little bit more of a hard song and the same could be said for one and the same you start listening it's like oh this is just like an acoustic guitar oh now they're like playing some like lighter melodies over the top oh, i'm just gonna turn this off it's like but 
you know, if you really go beyond, I think the payoff is definitely worth it. Oh yeah, I mean, I could even throw more rounds at you where it's you take a listen to the single as and it, or even like what came before it too, and you're just thinking, oh maybe that's not for me. But then all of a sudden you just get into a little bit more, and the payoff beyond there is incredible because you find something that you absolutely enjoy. And honestly, you might be one of the first people to even recognize it. And then you, again, you can kind of have that thing of like going around telling your friends about it and telling other people around it, posting about it on social media and getting more people to notice that sound, getting more people to notice that band or that group or that artist, whoever it might be. Next thing you know, this artist starts gaining more popularity, starts growing. And now you have something that's completely awesome on your hands. I saw it happen. I'm seeing it happen with uh, Varsity right now because their last EP from 2020 like there's uh, their song Massive on there. All of a sudden, it was something that was a little bit different than what they had been doing, but it just took off, especially on Octane, and people are just getting into the band left and right because of that. Again, it's also taking chances as well with your sound, but using the full range of your influences to create a song that you want to create because, like you said, there's going to be songs on there that aren't going to sound like Temptress. There's going to be songs that have more of a hard rock feel to them, more of a driven force behind them that you might like a lot more than uh, Temptress. Yeah, but if you just listen to Temptress and you leave it at that, and then you just go on back to what you're comfortable with and what you know, you're not going to end up adding that onto your plays. You're not going to end up adding that to your repertoire. You're not going to end up telling more people about it. You're not going to get into it because you decided, oh, this one song ain't for me. I'm going to write the band off completely. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's even like when it comes to we talked about social media. How you know interacting with people, I think, is very important. And on a couple of like our ads. We had the song Spider and Fly. Longer intro. It's about like 40 seconds before there's any vocals. We had a comment. A, a guy was like, try writing a song instead of an intro. And we were like, oh, sorry. You know, sorry, the song didn't connect with you. Listen to this one. This one starts right away. So we sent him The Legend of Donnie Brass. That one starts at the four second mark. And he was like, oh, wow, that's really good. So it's like, you know, you see, that was like a perfect example of what we're sort of going for. It's like, well, you know, if one thing's not for you. We've got this other thing. What do you think? You know, trying to just throw everything at people at once. And luckily for us, that guy did take the chance. He did listen to the other song. So like now we gained a fan and now maybe he'll tell his friends. He's like, oh, you got to listen to the song. And maybe they don't connect with that, but maybe they'll connect with the other song. And it's just, you know, it just builds. It's like a snowball effect. And like you were saying, if as a fan, you almost feel like you're a part of it. Mm -hmm. You help build that band up. And it's like, you know, I was there when they were, you know, struggling and, you know, we help spread the word and you, maybe you'll never get recognized for it personally, but you feel it like because a lot of times bands will give it back to their fans. They'll, you know, they let them know that they appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And that, and it speaks to the uh, reaction management right there what, with what you did to that guy that did like, oh, so I write a song instead of an intro because I've had that before as well. I mean, d during this podcast, we're recording it. I've had a lot of people come after me and give me negative comments and negative DMs regarding my take on the brand, the new uh, Devil Wars Prada EP, because a lot of people like it. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but it's all about like they're telling me, oh, like your opinion is it's like you're wrong on this one. And my my response is always, OK, what's your opinion on it? Like, let's talk about this instead of me being like, oh, no, you're bad. No, I want to actually know what you talk about and know what you're thinking. I've done I've done reviews. I've done different top 10 lists plenty of times. People aren't going to agree with me all the time. But if you don't agree with me, I'd rather know why. I'd rather actually talk about it because then you end up creating a more personal relationship with that person just through social media. And you end up getting more fans and more, even for me, more followers, more listeners, whatever it might be. And it also has more of a personal feel to it because 
it doesn't feel like you know they wrote a like oh try writing an intro instead of a try writing a song instead of an intro and then if you just saying okay no you actually <laughs> took the time yeah. and actually created a genuine response so now they feel more important based off of that because you're giving them something that's a lot more genuine a lot more realistic than just like having a robot do it yeah or just being like you know screw off guy you know, you could, you could easily respond that way too. It's like, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, there's a difference between shitting on something and like, just not, it just doesn't click with you. It's fine. Like there's plenty of stuff that doesn't click with me that clicks with just even in our band, like our bassist likes like more of the hard, hard, heavy stuff. And sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I'm not. And our guy, our lead guitarist, Jack, he's more of an eclectic taste. And sometimes he shows us, shows me something. I'm like, eh. Like that's all right, and like he's in love with it. I'm not going to sit there and argue with him about it. It's like if you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay. And you don't hate the band because they came out with something that you don't like. It's like all right, you still have their other stuff that you love. So you just you know you got to move on. And a lot of people aren't willing to kind of just accept your opinion. And it's and again, it's just music. Like it's okay if you don't like something that comes out. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm, I want to be honest about it as well. Even like the Devil Wears Prada EP, I'm like, if you're a big fan of the band, I think you're really going to like this. But if you're not a fan of the band, I wouldn't start out with the new EP. I'd start out somewhere else. But then if you end up getting the band, then I'd move into that as well. Myself, I mean, I've listened to a couple, I've listened to a couple of albums and it's just, I've never really connected fully with them. So of course I'm not going to connect fully with them as well on that end. However, I'm going to end up explaining that when I put out my opinion on it, because even though I might not be the biggest fan of it, I'm going to give more context behind why. And it's not going to be bashing the artists or anything. Because I know they're putting out their art. I know they're putting their heart and soul into it. But it is an opinion. And everyone's going to yeah. have different opinions. Everyone's going to connect with music differently. But I, when it comes to that, if we have different opinions, I want to know why. Because there might be something that you found in there that I just don't connect with or that I just missed. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're talking, we're having a great time. And we end up becoming friends off of it because we might have had a different opinion, but we respected each other enough to talk about it and actually hear each other out. Yeah, there's so, and there's always a difference between like, wow, that that sucked, and then not go, not taking it any further, and versus saying, oh, that part I just didn't like it because X, Y, and Z. You know, saying like, oh, I just didn't like the melody here. I felt like this part repeated too much. I didn't like the way he sang this. It's like if you give specific reasons, I feel like you know people are less prone to come at you yeah and it's something where also it's it because if you just say it sucks it kind it has more of that uh attack flavor to it but when it's when you're sure. saying something like i'm not necessarily liking this and you give the explanation behind it yeah sure it's going to be critis critical of it it's going to be have some criticism points to it but you're going to actually know that the person thought through that whole entire thought you're going to know that they really took the time to try and understand why they felt about that the way they did and then present it, say, to you about your own music. And then you can take it whichever way you want. You can take it as, okay, this wasn't necessarily what we were going for. So maybe that person, you know, is just relating upon what they were thinking. Or maybe it's somewhere all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, that actually does make somewhat kind of sense. So you take that going forward and use it as constructive criticism yourself as well. Instead of just kind of just saying, oh, no, their opinion's trash. No, 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 no. Because I don't like the opinions that are just like, it sucks. Why? Because. That, that, yeah. That's not a reason, man. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's not a lot of thought involved. There's not a, you know, it goes back to what we said about effort. You know, you could you could not like something, but, you know, maybe, you know, give it a give it a fair shake and then, you know, figure out why you don't like it instead of just being like, no, 
not for me. And that's, you know, if it's not for you, that's great. But I, I feel like negativity is just easier for people, you know, because you can get a negative, you can get negative feedback and it'd still be positive, if that makes sense. Like you were saying, how like I can hear someone critically break something down and then explain to me why it didn't work for them versus someone just saying, like you said, that sucked. Yeah, you, know, you guys, you know, you suck. It's like, all right. Well. <laughs> yeah, except we're going to get another band on the podcast as well at some point in the, in the not too distant future. And they recently came out the new single. And I listened to it and it had much more of like a pop element to it. And personally, I just don't connect with that at all. I don't. So when I talk about that, when I'm going to end up talking about that song with them, I'm going to be honest about it, but I'm always going to give the context of remember, I this is what I really like, this is what I care for. However, even with the way that I'm not going to be fully into this song, there's other songs that I do like. But there's also other good parts that I will find within that song that I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of. Like, and the, and the one I'm going to be mentioning, uh, that one is based on how it's constructed. Like, the construction of the song is really well done, but it, the sound just doesn't hit me at all. But then, yeah. then again, it's it's all like it's all how my it's all when it comes to yourself. It's how your brain processes the music and how it relates to it as well. Where when it comes to like some like very high produced, a lot of electronic bass, a lot of pop bass to it. I feel like it takes the rawness out of it. And I connect a lot more with that raw energy, especially that like punk rock would have or metalcore would have, or even hard rock has as well. Like I just connect with that a lot more in my brain with different emotions. So of course I'm going to end up gearing towards that. And that's what I'm end up preferring. So when I review something, I'm going to have that mindset involved. However, I do want to understand the song more as to why you went that route. Why did you go with this? And then when it actually comes down to it, did it work even though it doesn't hit my ears the way that it would hit somebody else's? A hundred percent. And again, it's it's all subjective. It's you know, people feel the same way about movies, where you know, I might like 50% of a movie. I'm you know, and then I'll explain what I liked and what I didn't like. You know, I, I'm not gonna like a hundred percent of a movie if there's things in it that don't click with me. And that's fine. And I think more people just have to be willing to sort of explain themselves and and it comes down to effort that's all it is if you want to consume art consume art but you know you know have some thought involved (laughs) have some thought but it also kind of comes down to a two-way street as well with uh, with everybody else well because it also is one if you're going to be critical of something if you want to if you're going to be positive or critical of something have some thought behind it put in the effort behind it so that you can explain your position you can explain your opinion however on the other side of it, if you're a person that is either on the other side of the like fence on it in terms of the opinion, in terms of the thought process, listen to that person. Don't just listen to respond, listen to understand, because then mm-hmm. you'll listen to un- then when you present what you think, they'll listen to understand. And then no one's no one fe- like you're being you're being honest, you're being critical about this stuff, but it's constructive. And then the debate that you get yourselves into really works. I mean, I don't want to bring politics to it, but like me and my best friend, politically, we're kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum. And when we bring up different points that we disagree on, it's not me trying to get him to convert to my point. It's me trying to get him to understand where I'm coming from and him doing the same thing. And if it's going to be something that, you know, if we're going to change opinions, it's going to be based on our own ideas. It's not going to be based on the other person forcing us to. It's going to be the other person bringing us the information and then do us doing it with what we will. It's kind of similar here as well, where, just being open to what other people think about it. Listen to them, listen to their thought process because their mind works differently than you. And you might find out something that you didn't know that you didn't really understand. And then you might find out something that all of a sudden connects with you in a completely different way. With music, it's incredibly, it's incredible with that as well, just because the songs can have different meanings behind them. And those meanings, of course, I feel like whenever I go through a meaning of the song, 
whenever I talk about with the artist, the core of the meaning is there. But then when we get to the more specifics, it always branches out. And that's all based on what we went through in life, how we connect with it and all of our experiences, because what you've gone through, what I've gone through are two different things. So how mm-hmm. we specify the meanings of these songs and how they impact us is going to be different. But when we boil it down to what is at the base of it, what emotions at the base of it, that's where the similarity comes in. A hundred percent. And that's really just, that's what's beautiful about music, I think, is just, you know, the person that writes it is writing it from their perspective and the people that take it in have their own perspective. They, and you bring your life experience. It's all about being open and accepting. You know, I have to accept you for who you are. And, you know, I think if more people did that, it'd be a little, life would be a little bit more enjoyable. And I think people would find more things that are positive for themselves. Cause like we said about negativity, like it's, it's just very easy. It's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to be down. And I just, you know, I, I see it a lot. I went to school for like counseling and it's just, it's, I hate seeing it. And I think that's really why I like being a musician. I, I just want to connect with people. I want to, you know, bridge that gap. I, I want to make people feel things and sort of let themselves out through the music rather than, you know, self-injurious behavior or, you know, just an endless spiral of negativity. Just, just trying to make people, you know, happy or get through whatever they're trying to get through so they can see the other side. Absolutely. And again, that's one of the biggest reasons why I think we need live music back is because when you're up on stage and the people are in the crowd, the people in the crowd are there to see you because they connect with your music in some sort of a positive way. Again, how I'm going to connect with your music and how other people are going to connect with your music is going to be completely different. But what boils down to is the fact that we're connecting with it in a positive way. So that's when you go to rock and metal shows, even if you see people going crazy, looking like they're getting beat up in the pit. Everyone's there for the positive. Everyone's there because they're happy that they're there. They connect the band that positive way, even though the specifics are different. And at the end of the show, people are high five and hugging each other. Even when those, even like, you know, big, like big shirtless sweaty guys that are in the pit are giving each like these smaller people high fives, hugs even just because we all went through something and we released that positive energy there. And that's something I absolutely miss. So that's why we got to get you guys back up on stage. Yeah. It's just a camaraderie. It's just the, all based on love man and it's just a, a big misconception when it comes to i think heavier music it's like i thought it's so angry it's, so, it's like well you know maybe on the surface he's like but it, it you know it's coming from a place of pure emotion and when people connect to that it's it, it just it brings something out of them that's very special you you don't see it at other uh like festivals or concerts oh god no i mean i like because i'll use Summerfest as an example here in milwaukee where Lately, it's been gearing a lot more towards pop artists or electronic artists, um, some alternative stuff as well. Also, some country and hip hop as well. Rock and metal has really taken a backseat, especially in the last five to six years. I didn't think mm-hmm. they're really going to bring back anyone in 2019 after what we did at August Burns Red because they have benches all over the ground. And we picked them up because it was getting dangerous with how people were trying to mosh with four feet of room. So we, mm. did, we picked up the benches so people would stop potentially tearing their knees up, which almost like probably tore my ACL. I probably almost tore it like six or seven times. <laughs> so we picked these benches up to get more people room. And then security was coming <clears throat> like in full force to try and get us to disperse. We're like, no, 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 just hold that up. Like, it's going to be better if you guys hold that up because we're going to actually relieve some of this pressure. And they're pushing people out but to get the benches back down. And it just became a whole mess once again. So I'm looking at it right now, I'm like, I can see why that seems like, you know, it seems like crazy. It seems like we're just trying to kill each other. But no, it's there's a family vibe that's there to the point where when these songs end, 
People are happy. People are elated. When you get knocked down on the ground, the pit, the cardinal rule is if you get if you see someone that gets knocked down, pick their ass pick back them up. up. And pick if them they, up. And if they're hurt and they can't move, people will literally form a full circle around you so that you won't get hit. And then potentially we're going to find out if we can find a way to get you out of there or not, or if event staff is going to have to come in. Hell, I'll bring up Riot Fest from 2019 as an example, because when I went to go see Rise Against, it was still hot and humid out. And the the crowd was just, we were packed in there like freaking sardines, honestly. Mm. People were starting to pass out like a couple of people every single song. And because of how closely packed everyone was in for that, because it's in Chicago, I mean, it makes sense. How the hell were they going to get any help? We would mm-hmm. crowd surf them to the front just so that they could get the help that they needed. Tell me, tell me uh, when it comes to rock and outside of jo- rock and metal, tell me a different genre of music that would be able to pull off something like that. Right. Cause like, again, from the outside, it looks like chaos. It looks like complete mayhem, but it's more controlled than people think. And it's like you said, it's, it's self-regulated. I can remember when in 2014 went to heavy Montreal, um, festival up there in canada and i think slayer was the headliner one night and we went to uh, the night metallica was uh headlining and i think the offspring was before them dropkick murphy's was earlier uh three of grace <laughs> and it, i mean we were there at, at noon the metallica went on at eight so like we knew we had a long day and it was just fifty thousand people in a field had side-by-side stages and we describe it it was like you felt like it, like it was a war zone, but a war zone where everyone's on the same side, you know, and we, <laughs> yes. you, you, know, we you, you know, you slowly work toward the front and me and my six buddies, you know, you form the human shield. You feel like you're in the movie gladiator, you know, we're screaming as one, as one, and trying <laughs> to just hold each other. You know, it was a couple of their first experiences in a mosh pit. My one buddy, we formed the human circle around him so he could piss in a bottle yeah, he saw and like because I turned to my left and all of a sudden my one buddy Jr. is getting thrashed around. I was like, oh my god, he's really going for it. And my other buddy's like, no, he's he's trying to get a bottle because he really needs to pee and he doesn't <laughs> feel like going a mile and a half and losing our spot because he's like, there's no way he's getting back to us <laughs> at this point in the night. It's like you're not going to push past all those people. Uh, but that's just another example. It's just it's so much fun and it's nothing but love. And when people start falling down, you, you pick them up. Yeah, it's, it seems like utter chaos from the outside, but when you actually know what's going on, you know that it's completely controlled within that chaos as well. And when something bad happens and something gets out of line, you'd never, like, event security is going to be the last one on the scene because if something bad's happening in the crowd, the crowd is usually the first one to to kind of right that wrong. If someone's trying to crowd kill in there, if someone's being a dumbass, I mean, usually people point it out and then we get that person out of there. Or if something is happening where, because I've seen shows where all of a sudden two, like two dads almost started fighting over something. This I went to go see Breaking Benjamin. Two dads mm-hmm. started fighting and Ben Burnley called these dads out and was pissed off at them because it's like, why are you fighting in a show? Your kids are here. Why are you fighting in front of your kids? So he kicked both the dads out of the show, but he told them that the kids are like eight, nine years old. This was halfway through the set. The kids end up watching the rest of the set on stage. That's amazing. And again, it just shows like this kind of music. It's it's just about positivity. It's like they don't want to breed that negative nonsense. They don't want people to be at each other's throats. They got want to bring them together. Those two guys were going to ruin everything. Get them out of here. Your kids are going to enjoy the rest of the show. And maybe you'll never pull that shit again. 
Yeah, because I can guarantee those guys are probably never pulled that shit again. Because this was back uh, 2019 when this happened. So this was back in March, though, of 2019. So we still had a whole year before everything went to shit. But yeah. those guys had to have learned, okay, we fucked up here. We got kicked out. But our kids end up having a great time. But they're probably also feeling like crap, too, because now their kids are having a great time. Their kids are having an amazing experience. And they're not there to be a part of it as well. They're not there to witness it because now all of a sudden what their kids remember is we were up on stage because daddy got in a fight and he got thrown out of there. Yeah, made it, they made fools of themselves. And, you know, hopefully that's a hard lesson to learn because, like you said, if they're young kids, eight or nine, there's going to be more concerts. You're going to bring them to more concerts. There's a lifetime of concerts basically ahead of mm-hmm. them. So if you don't learn a lesson now, it's going to be a long road. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another great one. Oh, this was, I was seeing Guar. This was October of 2019. There was a kid <laughs> about 11 years old there with his dad was in the pit, but the, it was like, because they went more full, like a full circle pit. The kid had the most epic mullet I've ever seen in my entire life. That's amazing. And I'm like, and, 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 and like the, like the kids that took him into the circle pit, but was always holding on to him in case something happened. But everyone saw this kid in there and we knew if when it came to like, get like hitting, like getting, like knocking over, like knocking to people, hitting people, that kind of thing with like a shoulder checking them. Cause it's a mosh pit circle pit. It's going to happen. Stay away from that kid. Let that kid have his fun because there'll be plenty of times when he grows older that he's going to be in here with us. Let's make sure that he wants to be in here with us. And during Guar set, I, cause I was further off to the side at this point. Cause I, there was a couple people I knew at the show. So I wanted to go hang out with them for a bit. I saw the dad put the kid on his shoulders. The kid is completely shirtless at this point. And he's just having a blast. Everyone, guys in Gord, they're all spraying everybody with the red and green colored water. All of them stop, congregate to the middle of the stage during the song. And they just completely drench this kid for maybe 30 to 45 seconds. <laughs> and I'm thinking this, this kid is now a fan for life because of what yeah. they just pulled. And when it comes to seeing Guar now, I'm not really a big fan of them. Like listening to music. I'm not going to listen to it on my own, but going to see them play live. If I get a chance, you better believe I'm getting me a ticket for that now. Yeah. It's a performance, you know, like some of the, some of the bands, it's like, you got to see them live. Even if you're not like the biggest fan of the music, it's, it's that live experience that they create. And I mean, a band that would do something like that with the kid. You got to respect that, you know, and you like you you said, you're going to go see him live. So you showed the kind of support that they deserve. Oh, absolutely. And then because you're talking about positivity as well and kind of like matching different opinions, even if we have different ideas. I want to bring that. I want to put that like exercise into ex- or practice right now. And when it comes to the song Temptress, because, again, I did a whole entire deep dive into the song. First thing I always start out is with the meaning. And I want to know exactly when it came writing the song, what was the meaning behind this song so that I can compare with where my brain was and we can literally show the people how this works. Well, I mean, the whole thing with uh, Temptress it started from the idea of, uh, you know, people who make other people feel bad for kind of who they are. Um, and the idea of a Temptress is something that you love, something that is there for you, but other people kind of make you feel bad for indulging in it and the big shift at the end of the song like the last minute there's that hard stop and then the the song changes a little bit and that's really just it just represents the person accepting themselves being like you know what this is who i am you know you might see this as a burden and this is holding me back but this is part of who i am and and i love it and it you know it it fits me this is just who i am and you know self-acceptance is something i feel like is it could be universally understood and that a lot of people struggle with, you know, it's, it's 
not always easy to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, um, am I happy with this person? Do I accept me for who I am? Is all the naysayers, are they, are they right? Are they right, you know, judging me and telling me that I'm a bad person or, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, oh, you, you, you know, you shouldn't drink every now and then. You shouldn't have a good time. You know, you shouldn't smoke weed. It's like, well, it doesn't make me a horrible person just because I have some indulgences. And that's kind of the basis of where the song came from. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're all human. We're all going to have those indulgences. I definitely took a little bit of a different approach on this one, but I think that core of indulging in certain things, indulging in certain things that you like or that your mind kind of is taking over, I think that's kind of where the core is really going to come in between our two, like, responses to the meaning of the song. Because when I listened to it, again, where I looked at it was, I thought it was about the potential pitfalls in a relationship where we are not being to go without temptation in life. But when we're in relationships, like we have the fear that we might be missing out on something else that might not be what we exactly want that we currently have. And there will be many things and people along the way that will try and tempt us away from the ones and the things that we absolutely love. That's where that also comes in as well, where people are making you feel bad about what you currently like like or what you're going for. You're trying to create maybe fear or doubt within you. But the strength that you have and that if your relationship exactly that the other person brings you can be the thing that makes all those temptations fall to the wayside and you succeed in that relationship. So I took in more of a relationship kind of standpoint where you took a look at it more of a self-acceptance kind of standpoint. But the main core is taking a look at all those uh, indulgences and taking a look at how those people... Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, did I say indulgences? No, I'm thinking like Catholic stuff. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you uh, all those temptations, and all of a sudden you're going yeah. off, and you know people want you to go a certain way, but and you're kind of tempted to go and do that, but in the end you focus more in on like with you self acceptance with me when I was going with it more of the relationship that you're in, and that if you want to be a part of it, focusing on the positive and that and taking the strength from yourself to take those different temptations, take those different voices and push them to the side. Again, two completely different like specifics, but when you really boil it down to the core, the core message still stands. Yeah, fundamentally it's about coming to terms with something and accepting it for, you know, what it is. Like you said the relationship, you I I mean I really love that that's how you took the song. Um it just it makes me feel even better about writing it and uh, like that's all you want as as like a, as a creator is is someone to get something out of it. Clearly, put a lot of thought into it, and I I love that tape. It's a great tape. And again, it has that meaning of you know, or it has that it shows the meaning of what we were trying to expose. Where when it comes to rock and metal, especially if I'm gonna be at a show and say say we were both just say you weren't in Ronan, but you were a fan of the band, and that's what you took the song meaning as, and this is what I took the song meaning as. If we're on a show, we're not going to get into a debate over who had the right meaning of the song. Right. We're, gonna, we're not we're not going to give a shit. All we care about is the fact that, that song hits us in a positive way. And when it's played live, we're going to enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, it's never the, that, that's the kind of thing with like songs or even poetry. Like, there's really never a wrong answer. You know, for for, for lack of a better, I guess, explanation of that. Like, you take it as as who you are and i mean that's really the message of the song it's like accepting it for what it is yeah accepting you for who you are and <laughs> not letting other outside forces convince you otherwise or to follow along maybe within their path and from the relationship standpoint maybe uh kind of focusing on what you want out of it and if people are trying to tempt you oh this relationship's not good for you well 
think about it, but if it is, don't let their thoughts really overtake you. Don't let them put doubt in your mind. Focus in on what you are going for. Focus on who you are as a person. Focus on what the relationship that you might be in, what it is for, for what it is, and then understand that to the point where people might be trying to attempt you one way or the other, but you're going to end up having the strength and you're going to end up having the confidence to get past that and focus in on yourself to make sure that when it comes to your own self-image, that it's incredibly high. When it comes to the status of your relationship, when it comes to the love that you have between you and your partner, that, that love and that bond is unbreakable. Yeah. And again, comes back to positivity, you know, focusing on the positives yeah. and, you know, trying to drive that home. Look at the positivity behind this song. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Just <laughs> trying to spread it. And even when you listen to the song too, because it definitely does have a little bit of a lighter flavor to it compared to some of the other songs where even with my kind of mindset, especially right from the intros, it kind of also had more of us like, it kind of had a little bit of a pop punk, pop punk vibe, but also still had more of this like early to mid nineties rock vibe as well. Just the way the tone of the, of the sound was, especially coming out of the intro, but again, not hair metal inspired at all, but it has a little bit of a deeper feel behind it. So I really enjoy how this works to kind of bring less frills to the song, a little bit more of a deeper feel to it at the same time, while also keeping it a little bit lighter, but also flowing very well from uh, piece to piece, from intro to verse to pre-chorus to chorus, and then when you get to the drums, uh, little drum solo after it as well at the mm-hmm. end of the second chorus, and then the outro from it as well. Everything seems like the energy flow from one section to the next, next pays off completely. Well, I appreciate it. But yeah, we really like the way the song came out and you know, we, we like that sort of uplifting uh, tones and melodies that are in the song. And it, it because sometimes the lyrics almost sound like, again, like the especially the beginning where the person's like down on themselves. It's like, oh, I'm being pulled under. Um, I'm grieving. I'm by myself. But then by the end, when it turns around, you realize, oh, no, it is a happy song. Like it is a song about yeah. being happy. So it's like it, it's almost ironic at first, but then it makes sense at the end. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, I'll even bring up the chorus as a part as well, because just take it, if you see my head constantly tilting to the side, I have my whole note sheet on a different screen. I just don't want to fuck up what I thought about the song because there, I don't want to just like forget as I'm going along. Like, you know what? I want to write this down. I want to remember exactly what I thought when I was listening to it. It's like one of the chorus of the song, you had the hard rock drumming stayed rather consistent, especially throughout most of the song from the verse to the pre-chorus. The consistent drumming on the guitars was prevalent here. They're not as rapid as they were in the verses, but it's still consistent. And it's not the grandest chorus in terms of the instrumentals, but the specific behind it was it lets your vocals really drive the differentiation and emotion from where the verses were going and the pre-chorus going to the chorus. So again, even though sometimes, especially from the instrumental standpoint, the energy really flowed at times, it did kind of have a little bit more of a sameness feel. But the reason behind it was because you need to let the vocals at the same time amplify that part as well and give that differentiation and provide that comparison of the energy flow, but also the contrast and sound to make this kind of a song really stand out. A hundred percent. Cause I got to go to my little thing where I put it about the chorus vocals here. Cause I don't want to mess it up because in the chorus, I'm going to read this as I wrote, we got the absolute payoff from you here because the more melodic flow build on the vocals, but the lighter style with that hard rock sound at the bass perfectly take the energy build that we had from the verse and the pre-chorus going into the chorus and gives us that absolute payoff. I'm really pleased with this as it feels like the natural flow of the song is right here. I said, give me more of this and because it, it doesn't try any gimmicks with anything special. It is literally just hanging on that emotion and taking you through that with the overall flow from where the vocals are going 
in the verses to where all of a sudden they're going to take you in the chorus, a little bit of a lighter sound behind him as well. But the way the instrumentals continue to build off of that and continue to drive you forward, it allows that energy just to keep going and just keep flowing throughout. So again, when you're listening to the song, it does, it doesn't have anything super duper special going behind it. That's going to make it stand out completely. But when you listen to it, I mean, aesthetically pleasing is probably one of the best ways to put it. Yeah, definitely. It's probably the most simple song we have on the album. I think easily just structure wise, even like the chords and stuff like that. Um, it, it's pretty you know, basic, I guess, for lack of a better term. But sometimes like simplicity is, is a good thing. And, you know, we tried to make the mo- we got the most out of it as, uh, you know, as bare bones as we possibly could. Like you said, no gimmicks. And that's kind of like, you know, it's like almost a gimmick it, it itself saying that we don't have any gimmicks. But that's something that, that like I think we set out for is like we just want to just play straightforward, just really no nonsense, just rock music. And if we're feeling pop punky or Volbeat ish, we want to play Tempest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did here. And I'm just very appreciative of your your comments. So well, when you take it's a look awesome. at, I was saying when you take a look at the word gimmick as well in the dictionary, it's not something that's supposed to be cheesy or corny. It's gonna be it's kind of like looking at that thing that what makes you stand out in comparison to the rest? And I talked about this on a previous podcast as well. I mean, take a look at Slipknot. It was with the image and the gimmick. You take a look at the mass. It's like, okay, who the hell are these guys? But you listen to the music and you know that the gimmick just is there just to kind of bring your eyes into it. But your ears are going to stay because of music. Ice Nine Kills with the horror trope. Most of with the whole gothic trope as well. Bay Metal with the J- uh, J-pop infusion. I mean, you're seeing that there with you, especially on Temptress. It kind of like that gimmick was, we're going to be straightforward as possible. And that's the way it's yeah. going to be. Because when you get to the full outro with the instrumentals, we do get that payoff with a slightly more amplified mix than we got on the chorus vocal style from you. And again, it was the quick building instrumentals that drive the energy on this part, but the vocals help you take take you on that ride as well. And I was all for it. So again, when you get to that whole entire flow of the song, as I'm reading this off my sheet, overall, the guys from Ronin don't pull any punches on Temptress to give you a consistently building sound in a classic hard rock sense. Again, it is how they don't try too much to build the energy on the song and flow it from it from one section to the next is really makes it stand out to the front of point for me. If you're a hard rock fan, this is going to be one that's going to end up sitting with you for quite a while. And this isn't even the hardest hard, like hard rock song they have on their debut album. I mean, this is just, uh, this is like scratching the surface right here. Right. We figured it would be like a good uh, introduction, which is why we wanted to like push it. It's more accessible, I think. And if I feel like if someone likes this, they're more prone to like some of our other songs as well. Yeah. Or you get something where you get that one guy that's like, Oh, you know, from a different song, try writing a song instead of just an intro. And it's like, okay, you know, we'll give you something else. Cause we've got more behind there. And then all of a sudden the guy listens to it and you know, you've got a fan right there. And it, mm-hmm. it's just because you have more of a sound, but you're also intriguing people to listen to more again, listen to the whole entire thing. Instead of just saying we have this one song and that's it. No, you've got eight right there that you can choose from. They're going to have a different feel every step of the way, but they're not going to pull any punches. They're going to be as straightforward with that hard rock style as possible. They're going to take different styles and different influences and put them in there, but it's going to be this great flowing kind of feel. So the energy flow from one section to the next and all these songs is going to feel natural. Hell yeah, man. That's just everything we're going for is just to try to, you know, just drive that home. Just that, just pure rock and roll, man. <laughs> just pure rock and roll. And, ag- and again, as kind of like bringing it again, full circle with the whole entire thing we talked about with the positivity behind it. Again, I mean, we just went through a good chunk of uh, Temptress right here. Went through the meaning, went through some of the instrumentals and the vocals as well. 
And I mean, we could have had a couple of different ideas out on it, but we kind of, we talked about it. We talked about what we liked and all of a sudden, boom, now people are going to be listening like, holy shit, I got to take a listen to this song. And it's all because we're talking honestly about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, all about honesty. You know, whatever you like, you like, whatever you don't, it, you know, it really shouldn't make a difference, you know, because we're just, we're both lovers of music. Oh, absolutely. Even like with, even with some of my favorite bands, like with Rise Against, I'm not going to like every single song they ever came out with. It, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible, impossible. Yeah. I'm not going to like every single song that Disturbed ever yeah. come out with either. And at least they think like your Avenged Sevenfold shirt. You're probably not going to like every song Avenged Sevenfold ever come out with, but that's not going to stop right. you from liking their music. Yeah. I still love the band. It's like, you know, I don't write them off because they came out with a song or, or even if it was an album, I didn't like, I'm not just going to be like, well, I'm done with them. I'm moving on. You, you got to, yeah. you got to stick with it. If you really love it, you stick with it. Yeah. It's like, but what, what about all the other albums that you absolutely loved? Like they, they came out with the album you didn't like. Maybe they tried some different. That's totally fine. If you didn't like what they did, they've got plenty other albums, plenty other songs in the back catalog that you can still go back to. I get, especially if it's a new one, that you might be disappointed in it. But again, the band's going to end up doing stuff that they want to do. They're going to try what they want to try. And maybe they end up going back into something else. Maybe they try something different. Uh, using Asking Alexandria as an example, because they definitely had a more metalcore sound up front. And now it's definitely more kind of like just straight rock, alternative rock even. And mm. it doesn't necessarily resonate well with me. Is it going to make me say, you know, oh my God, asking other to quit? Hell no, they're making the music they want to make. Am I going to necessarily listen to some of their newer stuff? Not really because it doesn't resonate well with me, but if I'm going to listen to them, I will listen to them. I'm going to end up going further back into the catalog because that's where I, that's what I like of them. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah, but you, you know, you're thinking of it, you still have respect for them. It's like, well, this is what they wanted to play. So it's like, I respect that, but I also am not going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to your older stuff that resonates with me. And that's just the way people should approach it, for sure. Yeah, uh, similar to like uh, the, the Day to Remember album that came out this year with Your Welcome, where <clears> I didn't really resonate well with it. But there are certain aspects I'm like, I can see what they were going for. I can see the minds behind it. I can see the fact that, again, the guys are getting older. They have a different mind than they did back in 20, 2009, 2010. So it's going to be a different feel overall. Yes, I would have liked them to see go back some of the harder stuff, more that pop punk with breakdown style. But a couple of songs they want rather soft. One of them, I was like, dang, you guys actually really went deep on this one, but it fits so well in with the theme that they were going for that I have returned to it time and like from time and time. But again, it's not going to be the thing I listen to the most, but there is a respect for it. There's an understanding for it because again, people evolve, people change, people think it differently over time. Hell, what I thought when I was 16 is not what I think now at 26. And it's it's for the better, I'm sure. You know, it's like, you you can't stay the same. You have to you have to keep changing. You don't want to just hear the same thing over and over again. Even like I I'll love a song. I'll listen to it over and over again. But I'm gonna move to another song at some point. It's like I don't want to just listen to one thing for the rest of my life. It's like you have to you have to keep trying. You have to keep evolving. And if you don't, not everything's gonna click with you. And you have to be willing to. Well, I'll use the word again. Accept that. Exactly, because I'm willing to accept the fact that now at 26, it's I'm not thinking like I was at 16 because I'd much rather be sitting down, shooting the shit with some of these great artists I'm having on the podcast, really get to know them and get bringing out to everybody else that's listening instead of driving around in a car with a trunk full of water balloons and then throwing them at people like in a like drive-by water ballooning, which I did do though, and that was my idea and it was not my greatest idea, but it still was fun as all hell, and I do bring it up from time to time because it's just funny. But now I look at him like, God, I was a dumbass. Well, I mean, now you're just like, I, I probably wouldn't do that again. 
I'm like, I probably won't do that again because I probably would end up getting arrested for something like that. But that was right, 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, but everybody does like silly dumb shit. I like I can remember me and my, a buddy pissing off the front of a diner, like toward the parking lot while people are walking by <laughs> and saying and saying, don't have the soup of the day. <laughs> yeah, no idea why we were saying it, but I can remember like it was yesterday, me and him. And every now and then when we pass that diner, we'll just look at each other and be like, what the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah. Why would we do that? And it's like, obviously, I'm not going to go there and do that now. But everyone does dumb, stupid stuff. Yeah, and even taking a look at, again, back that same time when I was doing the water balloon thing, was there a certain music that I listened to back then that I still listen to now? Hell yeah, I was probably listening to the Endgame album from Rise Against that time, and I still listen to that bad boy. But there's probably a lot of other music during that time as well that I was listening to because I resonated with it more in 2011 versus 2021, where I'm listening to completely different things. But it also just, again, times change, people change, mindsets change. What we go through shapes us in different ways. Hell, we all just went through a freaking pandemic. Of course, our mindset, my mindset in twenty uh, February 2020 is not the same as it is in May, June 2021. But what do you expect? It was a year, it was like a year, year and a half. And we went through something that completely changed the course of like our way of our, life for a while. Yeah, our lives for the, the foreseeable future, for sure. And, you know, it made us, I think, appreciate things like music. You know, I've brought this up before um a couple of other interviews and stuff like that and even just talking with people in general just you know entertainment especially music how much it kept people i think sane during months where you couldn't really leave your house or you weren't supposed to leave your house like the arts entertainment music movies it's so important and it, i feel like it kept people sustained during that time so i'm hoping now that you know that stuff is starting to open up Maybe people will go and venture out, go to a local show, go see a local band. You know, you, oh, there's, they're playing rock music here tonight. I don't know any of the bands, but I like rock music. Let me go there. Maybe I'll start to like something, you know, start, you know, put your money where your mouth is type thing. Cause everyone's like, oh my God, the arts, oh, this show saved mm -hmm. my life. It's like, all right, well now put your money where your mouth is. Go support those things that you, that you so-called love. And hopefully mm -hmm. that sort of shared experience with COVID drives people to do that exact thing. I hope that a lot of people think that way as well. And I hope a lot of people have the same problem that I do where it's, we want to go and see everything that we possibly can. But of course, time, different commitments and financial situations are not going to allow us to go and see everything that we want. Cause I'll, I'll give a perfect, I'll give a perfect example that rise Against show. I was telling you about earlier. That's out in Vegas that I'm like, Holy shit. I get to go and see them. They even during a buddy's bachelor party. Cause we're going to be there for a couple of days. Like the first day I get to see my favorite band. Yeah. See you guys. If you want to come with, come with, but if not, you know, I'll, I'll find you guys afterwards. I'll probably find you guys at the slots and poker table or something, whatever. But there's also three or two bands I've had in the podcast and one that I'm working on an interview with that are playing right around like where I live that same night. I'm like, damn, I can't go to that one. I'd love to be able to see them. But again, different commitments happen. However, they're going to be playing like rather close to me again, right when I get back from Vegas. I'm like, I'll go see you guys on that one. But then again, that might also depend upon okay, did I get back in time? And how the hell do I feel after getting back from Vegas? But there's other different venues and bands. Like I want to go and see them. I want to go and see different shows, but there's so many different restrictions that might be in place, you know, time-wise, uh, like travel distance. But if I'm able to make it, I'm going to make sure I go and make as many as possible because I've missed those live shows so damn much. 
So, like, every time here in Milwaukee, when the Rave puts out a show, like, they put out the Shinedown, I'm like, yep, I'm in. All of a sudden, they put out, hey, we got In This Moment, Black Veil Brides coming back. I'm like, oh, shoot, I have my ticket from last year. That's still good. Let's go. Same thing with Ginger in November. I'm good. Let's go. Uh, Deftones and Gojira in August. Yep, I still got my ticket for that. Let's go. Like, it's like, I've, I've been waiting for these. Now they're finally come. They're for sure going to be coming back. And I'm like saying, you know, I'm ready for this. I'm making sure that because I got no enough time, clear the calendar because I'm making it. Yeah. And you, and you know, you're not the only one thinking like that. And hopefully there's a, a boatload of people that are thinking that way where they go out and they you know, support these bands that have probably had really hard times. Like I feel for the bands that were starting to get like more established as everything kind of shut down and really hamstrung people. They hamstrung them bad and hopefully they can kind of pick up where they left off, you know, cause it, you know, it hurt us, but you know, we're smaller uh, relatively speaking. And, you know, we thought like we were on our way up and sort of, we had a, it almost feels like a system reset in a way. And hopefully some of those other bands, when the system does reboot comes back stronger than ever. Absolutely. And even the, there are people I know that I've known since high school, that all of a sudden gotten to bands over the past couple of years, of course, I've been on the shelf recently because of COVID. But it's something where every time I try, like, hey, they tell me to go out to a show. I couldn't because I was always going to a different show that I already had a ticket for. So I'm like, man, you guys got to me too late. But now I'm just thinking, you know, there might, I'm going to have to make a little bit more time for that because I always talk about supporting lo- more local music and supporting as much music as possible. Now I got to put my money where my mouth is on that one. Yeah, well, you know, it's sometimes that's that's not the worst problem to have. Is like, oh, I can't see the show because I'm seeing this show. I'm seeing this. Yeah. You know, it's it just it's wonderful when there's that many shows to go see, and it's like you know sometimes they happen at the same time. There's nothing you can do about it. But it's I, like I said, not not the worst problem yeah. to have. When it, when it comes to like, it's kind of like with that Blue Ridge Rock Fest. When it comes to how many bands are going to be there, I'd rather have the problem of there. I have the problem of you know I have to pick and choose because there are so many great options versus. I can't, I can't really pick that because there is no option like what we had in 2020. Like I want to be able, like there's going to be so many shows I want to go and see. I'm not going to be able to see them all based again on time, finances, uh, different commitments, but I'd rather have that problem than the problem we had in 2020 when, when the hell is this stuff going to come back? Much more preferable to be like, hmm, who should I go see instead of, man, I can't see anybody. (laughs) So, yeah. So also, um, when Ronan goes on tour, go see Ronan. Yeah, that's a little plug right there. <laughs> yeah, that that would be wonderful, and uh, hopefully we get a chance to go on tour. There was a there's a there was a couple opportunities that came came our way that we're going to have to give some serious thought, um, either in the fall or next winter. Um, you know, we'll keep you posted on that on our uh, social media and stuff like that. But, you know, hopefully we can make something work. Awesome, because that was going to be the last thing I wanted to ask you was going to be about live shows, like when you guys play next. But if you guys got stuff in the works. I mean, there's probably a couple other, like you might've gotten some offers, might've gotten some ideas that are going on, but if nothing's about to be, nothing's announced yet and nothing's for sure, uh, don't tell me anything about it because don't want to give anybody false hope. No, and definitely don't want to give myself false hope either. <laughs> uh, you know, don't want to let myself down, but you know, New York stuff starting to open up again, tri-state area. Um, so, I, th- you know, it's really any day now, I'm sure venues are going to start looking to book some stuff up and we're going to jump on whatever we can. Uh, but it will mainly be probably in this area. Like I said, tri-state New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, um, maybe venture out to Pennsylvania because they've got some cool outdoor uh, venues that I'd love to go uh, visit. 
uh, would be wonderful. So hopefully something soon. Well, make it happen, man. And as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, Chris, one thing I always like to do to close this out is to give you a chance to say what you want to say, plug what you want to plug at the end for the band for yourself, whatever it might be. So Chris, as we close this out, the floor is yours. Well, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for having me on. I appreciate you helping me and the band, Ronan, uh, spread the word about what we've got going. We we really do believe in what we're doing. We we love the sound that we were able to capture on this album. Uh, big shout out to Frank Fatiratona and Mike Watts from Voodoo Studios in Port Jeff. They helped us. This was our maiden voyage into the studio. We didn't know. It could have went either of two ways. And luckily, we didn't shit the bed. It, was, it went in our favor, you know? Uh you know, it was it was a wonderful experience, man. It's it's nerve wracking when the red light goes on. Everyone always says it, but God damn it, it's true. And they helped us feel comfortable. We played better, I think, than we've ever played. Um, I wish we could play like that all the time. It would be wonderful. But um, just you know, give us a ch- give us a chance. That's all we're looking for because we think if you you know if we just get our foot in the door, I think you're gonna you're gonna want the band to come in and stay in for a while. That's a great way to put it. Now it's time for me to end with three separate things. So you guys just heard what Chris had to say, and I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, Kevin, we want to be in contact with Ronan. We want to know all about their stuff, but um, where do we get in contact with them? And can you make this easy as possible for us? That's what I'm going to tell you. I got you covered. So take a look at the description of the podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio. You're going to see something that says Find Ronan Online, where you can find them on their social, you can find them on YouTube, or you can find their website, where you can get some merch from as well so you can say in the know with what's going on with them, when they're going on tour, and when they're going to be near you. Also, when it comes to listening to their debut album, when it comes to listening to Temptress and all the other songs that are on there, you're probably wondering, can we get like, again, with streaming, can we get a link to them as well so we can just listen to it, click on it, and then Bing Bang Boom would take us there instead of us having to search? That's going to be down in the description as well, so you're going to be covered there, so you have no excuse not to get into Ronan. Now, here comes number two, and this is the thing I alluded to right at the beginning, especially with that story. So, Chris... Whenever I have guests on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on, I always make a certain promise at the end. So this happens 100% of the time, and you did not change my mind on this one. So this is a promise, not an if, but a when. I get to see Ronan for the first time. You you might end up cornering me at the bar on this one, but it is for a good reason because the promise is this, sir. First round's on me. Ooh, might make you regret it. Um. (laughs) Usually the, the the first drink of the night is uh, Johnny Black on the rocks. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice palate opener. You might. <laughs> be... I would love I would love that. You know, I'd love to shoot the shit with you in person at the bar. I mean, so we got to make that happen. We'll make it happen. Plus, Chris, like I said, I'm I'm from Milwaukee. When it comes to shooting this shit at the bar and people potentially like you know talking to me for an hour long out of nowhere, tell me their life story, that 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 ends up being a little bit of the norm here. So I'm kind of used to it. I love to hear it because it, it's something my wife always likes to rib me on is she's like, you know, I, we would go out with her friends and then they'd be like, oh, where's Chris? And she'd turn around, I'd be at the bar talking to like just <laughs> random people. I'd be like, who is that? I'm like, oh, this is like, this is Billy and Jeff. Like, oh, well, you know, oh, do you know them? No, I just met them now. <laughs> I'm like, we've been talking for an hour and a half. She's like, well, you, you can't always disappear. I said, I can't help it. Yeah, this is don't worry, this will fit in just fine. I mean, you're basically you basically drink like a Wisconsinite already, so this is perfect. Awesome. So the third thing is, 
with that promise made with me wanting to stay in contact with you guys as well to make sure that when new stuff comes out, when you guys are getting out on the road, when I get a chance to see you guys so I can make good on my promise, make that happen. I cannot in all good conscience end this podcast with goodbye because that seems way too final because we got plans now, man. We got plans. So I have to end it with what I always end it with. See you later. See you down the road. See you, bud. Well, uh, folks, that's my interview with Chris from the band Ronan. Again, the positivity is overflowing on this one. After this episode, I don't know how you cannot be positive. So with that in mind, if you want to keep that positivity train rolling, here's what you can do while this podcast is coming to its conclusion. One is check out the self tell debut album from Ronan. Again, Temptress is the song we went through, and there's a plenty more on there with even a harder sound, more of a hard rock style as well. The band doesn't pull any punches. And just go give them a listen. Go give them your support online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, website. Check them out. Buy some merch. Stream them on Spotify, Apple Music. Follow them on that as well. Again, let's help this band out. Let's help them keep growing. Keep the positive flowing. And if you're already subscribed to the podcast, whether YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts, thank you. Tell a friend. If you're not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button because you guys know I love it when you do that. And It'll just keep helping you get more great content from the Core Progression Podcast. On that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Core Progression Podcast. By the way, Rocks, Rock, Metal, Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. of a big, healthy, and hearty, positive. See ya! Yeah!